We are back for another Football Friday. Yes, the NFL and college football today on Keys to the City. We're going to start off with the biggest matchup maybe in the entire AFC this entire season. In the AFC East, the New England Patriots, Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills. Is it more about Mac and the Pats or is it about Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills? Speaking of great quarterbacks, there are two quarterbacks that have been connected and will be connected for the rest of their careers. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, two teams vying to get into the playoffs. Well, who would you rather have? Would it be Joey B or would it be Justin Herbert? And also, Daniel Jones, once again, the injury bug has happened to DJ. Is this the final straw for New York Giants, big blue guy? And we're going to close out with the college football playoff. Will we be getting pandemonium this year? Or will it be a smooth transition into the 2021-2022 college football playoff? Next on Keys to the City. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. Or you could check out Clovercrest Media and the entire gang at clovercrestmedia.com, as well as the podcaster Joe on Twitter and many more social media accounts. It is a football Friday. Yes, the NFL and, like I said, college football. It is that time of year. We are getting down to who's going to be the final four in the college football playoff this season. Cannot wait. Is it going to be pandemonium? I don't know. It's been a hell of a season in college football. It's been a hell of a season in the NFL, and that's how we're going to start off. And probably the biggest matchup of the entire AFC. We've been talking about the AFC like the New York Yankees in baseball this season. Every week it's something new. It's something fresh. But what we've been seeing recently – is the success of the New England Patriots and taking grasp of not just the AFC East, but maybe the number one seed in the AFC, only half a game behind the Baltimore Ravens for the number one seed in that AFC. A huge matchup. It's been a, a, a crazy season in the AFC. I've been loving every week, but we don't know what to expect. But what we've seen is that the New England Patriots are winning, and they're winning big. So we have a probably the most anticipated Monday night matchup in recent memory for a lead in the AFC and take grasp of that AFCs. But it comes down to this. You got two teams that are similar in the sense of defensive style, but offense is farther from the truth. You look at the polar opposites offensively. The Patriots, knit grit, run the football, control time of possession, and then you got a team like the Buffalo Bills that just say hell with the run game. We're going to rely on Josh Allen to do everything because he's Josh Allen. So, guys, I'll start with Joe because I know he's a big Mac Jones fan and he's a big Josh Allen fan. So is this AFC East matchup more about Mac and the Pats or about J.A., Josh Allen, and the Buffalo Bills? Joe. I'll tell you after the game ends uh, <laughs> because – you know, right. Look, right now, this division is all about Allen and the Bills, and uh, they've obviously run into some trouble of late. They really need to get things right, mm -hmm. and 
this is not the team that they want to be facing right now because the Patriots who got off to a bad start have figured everything out uh, and are a well-oiled machine at this part, at this point, uh, it, you know, uh, uh, Matt Breda might, he's going to start getting some more touches. They really got to get some support there in that running game. Um, if Josh Allen loses this game, uh, this is, it's bad. It, it, it doesn't mean anything because this is a week to week league, but at least in the immediate aftermath of this, I think Josh Allen MVPs out the window. I think Josh Allen, um, I think takes a step back if he loses this game, just perception wise. I'll go one step further. What does it mean for Buffalo if they were to lose this game at home and in the sense of the AFC picture, if they were to lose this game, what would that mean? What would it mean for that franchise? They just won the AFC East last year. They felt like, here we go. This is our time. Now the Patriots are going to take a step back one year later. We're saying, God, they're back again. Why is this happening to us? I look at this as a must win. That just becomes the next game, and when they play as a must win, it just becomes every game after that just become critical. Listen, this is—I know we're not talking about this, but after this week, Washington's next five games are all against their division rivals. So Washington football team have the rest of their season all set up for them. Doesn't matter what they've done the last. If they go win the next five games, they win the division. They play Dallas twice. They play the Giants, and they play Philly. So it all sets up for Washington going forward. This game is it's huge because you want to win the first one in a division rival game, right? You you want to get the first one and you always want to win the first one home. I think Joe's 100 percent right. If Josh Allen doesn't win this game, he's out of the MVP race. If he has a big game, he puts himself in. I still think Aaron Rodgers right now is the front runner. He's just, he's just the best player right now on the best team. He really is. Considering everything that's transpired with this Packer team all season long, he's the MVP. Sad to say it. A lot of people don't really want him to win. A lot of people don't like him, everything that he's – how he's handled things. But as he would say, too, too damn bad. I'm that damn good. So deal with it. I will say this about the game. If you, want, you looked at the Bills' schedule the last couple of weeks, it's win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. So – they're kind of due for a loss. What I am scared about is everyone's picking the Patriots. It seems like everyone's picking the Patriots. You know, you listen to ESPN, you listen to people that, you know, they talk about these things that we do. A lot of people are on the Patriot bandwagon. They're the hottest team in football. They won, I believe, six in a row. They're undefeated on the road. Here's 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 where it really comes into factor. The game is going to be snowing, and it's going to be windy. And it's going to be in the Bills thing. The Bills should win, but this should play right into the Patriots' hand, right? Run the football. Dominate the time of possession, play defense. I will say this, though. The Bills can't turn the ball over. They've turned the ball over 11 times in the past four weeks, more than any team in the NFL. The Patriots have had plus 12 turnovers, so they have turned other teams over 12 times in that same amount of period. These two teams in turnover differential are second and third in the league. Mm -hmm. So whoever or whatever quarterback does not turn the ball over in a game that's probably going to be low scoring and every possession is going to be more that much more magnifying, we'll win this game. Now, you're looking at the thing, you would say, well, that should be Mac Jones. He doesn't turn the ball over. He makes all the smart right plays. Bill Belichick's not going to put him in a predicament to make the mistake. They're going to put more on Josh Allen's thing. This is where the Bills not being able to run the football could tremendously affect them. Now, I don't know if anyone knows this, but the Titans ran for 230 yards against the, the Patriots last weekend. 
but they still lost. By, but they still lost by 23 points. The problem is they turned the ball over four times. And Trevor, you know this from football, Joe. I know you played football. I know it's been a long time, but we all know this as football guys, gurus, people who know the game. Whoever wins the turnover margin in the history Mostly. of football, look at yeah. the numbers and percentages. That's the team where majority of the time that wins the football game. So I'll say whatever team doesn't make that big mistake, doesn't fumble the ball on a punt return, doesn't make a bad play, you know, plays smart, that's the team that's going to win. I think this is a 50-50 game. I this, would, I, this would... is, go, I would just say for this weekend, and I, I see I know it's a Monday night game, this is definitely the most intriguing game of the weekend. And for me, though, still, and I'll end it on this part, is I still want to see more out of Mac Jones. This is a game where I really want to see Mac Jones win it. You know what I'm saying? It's in Buffalo. You know that place is going to be crazy. It's going to be snowy and windy, something Mac Jones has never played under. He's, this He played in Alabama. It's 75 in palm trees. So I'm, how does he handle the Bills Mafia? How does he handle, other than the Tom Brady game, the, probably the biggest game of his career, and with snow and weather – I'll go that's one step further. I'll go Allen. one step further. This is the biggest game to me of Josh Allen's career. And I'll go why, as to why. Oh, why? Well, he played in the AFC title game last year. I understand that. Fair enough. Good excuse. Good reason. I say that this is the biggest game for him in his career in the sense because this is a team that we've been talking about all offseason, all season long, that we've been saying this is the team to beat in the AFC, maybe with the exception of the Chiefs. Then the Chiefs had their little bump in the road, but now all of a sudden they're starting to play up to level and play up to par to where we expected them to. The Buffalo Bills this season, when they win, they've won every game plus 15. They've dominated in every one of their wins. But, Ted, as you just said, they've won, they've lost. They've won, they've lost. They won last week. They've been up and down each and every week the past month and a half, maybe two months before they were starting on that hot run early on in the season when they – it really started with um, the Tennessee game where they were – we all thought they were the best team. Then they lost. Then they won. Then they lost. They just started going back and forth. Allen's been up and down too. And for a guy that we've been praising all along, saying he might be a front runner for MVP and a front runner for this team as a Super Bowl, this team has been so up and down. And also, why I say this is the biggest game maybe in his career is because we all thought this division was a wrap. Coming in, we all consider the Patriots as a dark horse wild card team. I don't think we ever consider them right now the way they've been playing Mac Jones and this entire team that they would be in the AFC East lead late this late in the season. We would say, okay, maybe they're competing for a wild card spot. Fair enough, they got the talent, but to be eight and four, to be second only a half a game behind the number one seed, and the way they're playing that's a concerning factor for a team that we all thought was going to take. Um, complete control of this division for years to come. And now we're saying, oh boy, the Patriots just took a little nap last year. They're back. They're playing great. The Bills, I know Mac Jones, this is the biggest game of his career by far. We all know that. But Josh Allen, I'll go one step further. I don't know if you guys think I'm crazy or not, because I do say some crazy stuff on the show. I don't really care, because you got to have some kind of craziness in the show. But am I crazy to say that this could be the biggest game in Josh Allen's career, Joe? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, okay. hold on a minute. And, and let me just say this on that point. Mac Jones has played in huge games. Oh, yeah. In his career. And outside of last season, Josh Allen had never experienced that at all. And obviously, it didn't end well for him last season in the postseason. 
That's not awesome. not him personally, but his team. So, yeah, you know, I, I think Mac Jones lives for days like this. That, it, again, look at the way he performed when Tom Brady was at his house, setting an NFL record and getting celebrated at his house. Think about how well he played in a game that they won, even though they lost by three points on the scoreboard. But he's not playing in, he's not playing in Buffalo, though. This is a whole different... Great. And it's going to be snowing, and it's going to be windy. He hasn't played in a game like this before. Though I will agree, though, this game is probably more important for the Allen and the Bills because we don't expect the Patriots to be here. And here's the thing what we would say. If the Patriots win, they still got the Bills at home. Yeah, they got back-to-back weeks of the Bills. The Bills – listen, we always talk about this. Take care of business at home, right? Take care of business at home. If you win your games at home – you know, you're seven and oh, eight and oh, and you split the road, which usually happens, you're in the playoffs. Now the Patriots something's gotta give though. The Patriots are undefeated on the road, you yeah. know, and the Bills have been inconsistent. But like I said, I think if whoever turnovers now you would say, Hey Ted, if that's true, then Mac Jones, you should go with the Patriots. I'm listen, this this game is exciting. This game might be more intriguing as a football fan than the Tampa Bay game. And and New England only because it's not about Tom Brady and the return of some. I would I would even say back to his hometown. I would even say it's a, yeah, but I wouldn't even say it's a Brady. Th- it was about the Brady. Yeah, the Brady thing. But the reason why this game is so intriguing is because the Pats have been the hottest team in football. They're dominating, and the Bills, like we said, are one of the teams that we all considered. Yeah, as but who have the Patriots the- beaten in their six game? None of the good teams. They've lost all the, the, all you the beat the you beat the Chargers. That's a team that's still Chargers are inconsistent. The okay, Chargers are right. inconsistent. Okay. And the Titans were missing every single one oh, of their players. I know that, but still you gotta play who look, you that's who they're I, I know. They're not just winning, they're dominating. That's the I thing. know if they were winning by like two, if they were winning by like a field goal each and every week, okay, we wouldn't probably take them serious enough, but you're beating teams. By a margin of about fifteen plus, you're like you're outscoring. At one point, you were a plus one hundred, and in that four game winning streak before they continued this winning streak, they were on a, a plus one hundred outscoring them. It was one fifty to fifty. They've been dominating offensively. They've been dominating defensively. So something's got to give in this game because you just said that the Bills have been inconsistent. They are talented. We know what they can do offensively. They're one of the highest scoring teams in the game. We know what the Patriots can do. Something's got to give in this game. We're going to get to see it all in front of our faces on Monday Night Football. I cannot wait for this game. It's probably the most intriguing matchup in the AFC this entire season. Probably the best matchup because you're seeing two teams that we strongly consider could be fighting on Championship Sunday this year. Oh, I think if you, I think if you're vulnerable. I think Bill Belichick and company is not is not what you want in the moment. Exactly. And so yes. they I, I, yeah, you know, Bill's gonna exploit their problems. He's gonna make Josh Allen beat him. And Josh Allen certainly is capable of beating them, mm-hmm. but he's gonna make it really difficult. And it is all gonna fall on Josh Allen's shoulders. And at the end of the day, this is gonna be more about him, but as usual, don't be surprised if Mac Jones steals the show. Well, if we're talking about surprises, should we really be surprised that Daniel Jones is once again another season where he's battling an injury? And this is one of the concerns that Australian fans that met. Well, there's many concerns about Daniel Jones as the New York Giants quarterback of the future. And I always relate this back. 
we just have to take into consideration how lucky we really were to have a quarterback that never got hurt. It was available for 16 straight years, a 300-plus game start in. We never had to worry about our quarterback. He wasn't Every always week. good. He was always, it wasn't always there, though. It wasn't always perfect. <laughs> but that man, you knew whether it was Thursday night, it was Sunday night, Monday night, or hell, even when it had Saturday night games, you knew that number 10 was coming out of those tunnels as a New York Giants quarterback. And that's why we always got to take into consideration one of the greatest strengths that you have to have for a football player. And Joe and, and the great Herm Edwards once said, you need to have availability. Your best ability is availability. And once again, Daniel Jones will not be available for the New York football Giants this weekend going into sunny Miami, 80 degrees, cannot wait. I will be there live seeing it. I was really hoping to see Daniel Jones play because these are two teams right now that are very similar. Offenses have been stagnant at times, incompetent. We've thought about two quarterbacks that have said, well, looks like they might be moving on from these guys. But now these teams are starting to pick up. But the way they're picking up is not offensively. It's because of their defenses. We're not going to talk about this game, but the question is, is this the final straw for Daniel Jones as Big Blue's guy? And I say that lightly because of the fact that we don't know what the future holds for the New York football giants and Daniel Jones, Ted. Well, here's the thing. While you were talking, I was reading. And so, and that's a good thing because that means I'm not over talking you. See, this serves the Giants. It's a beautiful and, thing. <laughs> yeah, it is a beautiful thing because it's more cohesive. Here's the thing. The Giants right now, this was supposed to be the final stretch run for Daniel Jones and, um, you know, the new offensive coordinator. Oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank. Freddie Kitchens. Oh, no, just fired Jason Garrett. The offense won last week, but it wasn't that really pretty. This nope. was supposed to be an evaluation. This was supposed to be like your practice exam for your final exam, which was the end of the season. I'm just reading about Daniel Jones. Right now, we know he's out for this game. We don't know. They said right now he'll be retested on Monday. They go on a stretch run where they have to go to Arizona next week, followed by the Chargers. They don't know what the timetable is for Daniel Jones. It's not a guarantee that he'll be back next week, which sucks. It really does because as a Giant fan, as Joe and you and me were talking before the show, and Joe will discuss in a couple minutes, is this leaves us in a gray area. We have no answers. It leaves an open-ended question. And you know what else hurts? The Giants are going to be again without Kadiris Tony, Sterling Shepard. Right now, John Ross and Kyle Rudolph are both questionable. So, again, the weapons that you would like to see on the field to help out your backup quarterback, Mike Glennon, is not going to be on the field. Mike Glennon hasn't won a game since 2017. The one game he did start, he was 16 of 25 for 196 yards and a touchdown and two interceptions against the Dallas. Joe's you know, loving this. Joe's this, loving this. He, Joe, Trev, you said this. Daniel Jones, again, missing time. This is the yep. third season in a row he's missed time. He missed it because of a high ankle sprain as a rookie. Then he missed it because of Hamden last year. I know what people are going to say if you're a Giant fan. Listen, injuries are part of the game. It happens, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But certain guys you see, their knick-knack injuries you see more often. Like, when's the last time you really seen Tom Brady miss a game? And then Aaron Rod, like – you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you start to develop a pattern. I know we'll, we've talked about it with Kyler Murray the last couple of seasons. I mean, I know he's a smaller guy, but there's certain guys, unfortunately, you get you nicked up, right? And then other guys the never been hurt. And it's part of the game. I understand that. And I understand the Giants' offensive line sucks. And, and they can't run the football. And there's more pressure on Daniel Jones. But this was supposed to be a final exam for the Giants. We're not going to be able to see him play this week, which is one less game. It leaves us – 
questioning, is he still the guy? So now, like, not only because he's not – it's not that he's not good. But you look at his numbers, they're awful, okay? They're, I mean, they're just pedestrian. 64 completion percentage, 64 completion percentage barely 3,000 yards passing. I mean, almost has as many picks as touchdowns. I mean, in a league where everyone's throwing touchdown passes, we can't throw touchdown passes. And and now when you question his play on the field, now you got to add something else on top of the table, and it's injuries. And you don't want – you want to just say, hey, listen, the guy's just either good enough or he's not good enough, and we know it because we his evaluation on the field. But now when you question injury, you're like, well, if he was healthy, would we see a better Daniel Jones? And it just – it doesn't help. I don't think it gives us any answers this week and going forward. The Giants' schedule is no easier. What I will say this, if the Giants want to win, take a take a you know a piece of paper out of the notebook out of Bill Belichick. Let Mike Glennon be Mac Jones this week. Just distribute the ball, bro. Be Chris no, Paul. Just, let him do just it. Like get they, the ball. Like they did last year. Just, just get the ball into Barkley's hands 15 yeah. to 20 times a game. Get Galladay the ball as many times as you can. Use Ingram and in screens. Use every weapon you have left in that kitchen sink. And just get them the ball, let them do. And if, listen, the defense hasn't played bad. The defense has not played bad. Just give Mike Glenn an opportunity to succeed and don't make the mistake. Just like last month. year. Just pull on. Just pull. Like we said beforehand, don't make the big mistake. Let the defense win a game like you did in Seattle. But Joe, just exactly. Pull a, pull a Cole McCoy. Pull a Cole McCoy. Listen. Here's the funny thing about Mike Glennon. Oh, boy. Mike, oh, who knows? Oh, I'm not even oh, playing around. Shit. No, 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 no. Listen, like, go. I'm not even playing around, dude. When this guy comes in in Ooh. relief of a starting quarterback. Yeah, the fans run to the bathroom. He, listen, <laughs> he always comes in and he plays well. The Joe. problem always. No, no, no. You know where the problem yeah, always no. ends up? The problem always ends up when he has to start the next game. That's where he generally oh, runs so into he trouble. He's, he's like the relief pitcher. He's good, right? If you only give him two batters, but if he's got a start pitch in the game, oh boy, if he, he's out by if the you third. Need him, if you need him for the rest of the third quarter and the fourth, you're in good shape. If you need him for four quarters the next week, you're in big trouble. He does <laughs> listen. It, one one of the worst parts of Mike Glennon, the the reason that Mike Glennon is a good backup but not a good starter is uh, because he throws turnovers he throws interceptions like nobody's business That's his, you ever watch his career highlights joe yeah i played that for you i sent teddy i don't know if you know the story i sent trevor and he got pissed at me i'm like dude watch this highlight reel of it it said mike lennon's career highlights and it's like two and a half minutes of him throwing pick sixes and getting strip sack fumbles oh it's it's, it's awful. Not, it's not good. It's awful. Do you think, do you think Daniel Jones though, with all this, with the history, the injury issues that he's had the past couple seasons? I know it's not long term, but what those injuries that he sustained in the past couple previous seasons? Dude, Lamar Jackson misses games. Yeah, I, I, I think because he gets sick. Yeah, but here's the thing, Lamar Jackson. No, okay. no, no. Well, Mahomes has gotten knee injuries. I mean, dude, these guys, no, Russell, here's, Russell. Here's, hold no. on, hold on, Russell. If you're gonna. If you're a mobile quarterback, you're probably going to miss some games. You're 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 putting your body out there. You're taking a beating. Joe, yes, it just makes as, sense. Those guys are Joe, set as quarterbacks. They've yeah. Those guys. As, listen, as, Joe. That's legit. like saying going to Roots Crits steak and then going to Outback is the same steak. It ain't no, the no, same. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Joe, Joe, hold on. That's Joe, not what Lamar I said. Jackson, stop. Lamar Jackson. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. 
That's not even close to what I said. It's like going to Olive Garden and thinking it's real Italian. <laughs> no, listen. Hey, don't worry. The breadsticks are good. Don't worry. Daniel Jones can run for 50 yards. Let me say that. I'm going to say this clearly so that you guys, everybody understands what I'm saying. <laughs> the style of quarterback that is Daniel Jones is one. Uh, Robert Griffin's writing a book, by the way, about all that goings on in Washington. I can't wait to read that. Um, yeah, so you can make that's money be... people under the bus. What a what a great guy. That's not how you play. Listen, his own fault was not his running ability. It was Mike Shannon never playing him in the wild card game because he felt that if Robert Griffin played, it gave him the best chance instead of good old Kirk Cousins, who still Mike, Shan- Mike Shanahan ruined his career. Sure, but listen again, dude. These guys get hurt. They they get banged up. They get knee injuries. They, I mean. They, I that's the nature of the beast. Now I'm not saying DJ's in that class. I'm saying that's the style of quarterback he is. I think you expect that guys that are going to put themselves out there and be mobile. And I, again, he's not a slider, not not very good at sliding at all. So he's going to be one of those guys who's, who's going to take some hits. So I think that's par for the course of this guy. But here's again, a- this is hold on. This is like that when I talk about the Mariano Rivera syndrome. When it comes to relief pitchers, we all think every reliever is just going to come in and throw nine cutters and be back on the bench. Doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. That's the reality of this. To to have had Eli Manning for all those 17 years, it's easy to be like, oh, that's what a quarterback is. Well, come on. Dude, there, there was a long gap between Phil Sims, who missed a whole bunch of games his last Two out of three seasons before he finished in 93, uh, they went to a Super Bowl without Phil Sims. That happens. And if your defense is good enough and you've got weapons, like a good running back, like that football team had, you can still go places. So I don't necessarily buy, you know, a guy gets injured. you, You can still win. I mean, Tom Brady wouldn't exist if not for Drew Bledsoe's complete unathleticism and injury, and then ineffectiveness. Joe, I'll put it this way: this is this this is this is, and you'll appreciate this. I would take Mac Jones right now on the Giants over Daniel Jones on the Giants. Same teams, just put Daniel Jones on Patriots and Mac Jones. Giants would have more wins with Mac Jones and Daniel Jones. And wow. Daniel Jones, you would say, is a better athletic, has more abilities, arm, running, creativity than Mac Jones. But the, he's decisive with the ball. What's the game last night, right? Two different quarterbacks, right? But you say, well, the Saints had no. I watched Dak Prescott. He got he got pressure a little bit last night. Dallas couldn't run the football whatsoever. Could not run the football. But they can pass. But I watched Dak, even with pressure. He knows where he's going with the football. And that's what still kills me about Daniel Jones is after three years, he's non-decisive about where to go. You watch Mac Jones, Joe, you know it. He knows where the blitz is coming and where the ball and where his key is. How is he able in a short amount of time to be that decisive? Some guys just get it. Some guys know the blitz is coming. Zone's coming here. My running back's going to slide protect the left. I'm going to have the open gap right here up the seam. If not, here's my check down. He knows where the ball's going. Justin Herbert, he's an athletic quarterback. He don't get hurt. He's decisive with the ball. you got to know where you got to go with the ball. you got to know when pressure's coming. you got to know when to hold them, and you got to know when to fold them. Daniel Jones, after three okay, seasons, Kenny no better. he's no better now than he is as a rookie. Listen, he's he closer. Is, to, he's closer to Taysom Hill than he is, like Mac Jones. Listen, and it is now where your quarterback has to be top fifteen minimum. 
Unless you have an elite defense, and that's not good enough no more because this is 2021. This is not 1999. You're not winning 17-14 all the time. Maybe in the playoffs, maybe in the Super Bowl, but 9 out of 10 times in the regular season to get to that point, you're not winning games like that. See, in baseball, you can win 10-1 to run game. Joe and you and me have talked about this year. When it comes down to it in baseball, it's going to be 3-2 decisive games. Defense and not turn the ball over. Daniel Jones doesn't even get us to the playoffs. He's not even good enough to get us to the playoffs. And we can make all the excuses. The line sucks. The injuries. The coaching's bad. Some guys are just good enough to overcome it. He's not. I, I still and, think it's a when you I add all these factors in. Like, Trev, the guy hasn't thrown for 20 touchdowns. I still – yeah, yes. In his, his career? I say, I, say, I, say, I say it with like a joking manner. Well, the past two like, years, Joe, he currently has 21. Total? 21. He had 11 in last his career. year. right now. Brady has oh. like 21 in the Over first the last five last two years. Not including his rookie season where he had 24 touchdowns and 12 picks. His best season. So he's up to what, 40 touchdowns in his entire career? Yeah, he's at 45 I right mean, now. I mean, here's the thing. I feel like if you gave me three seasons, I could get close <laughs> to that. Is Daniel Jones Teddy Bridgewater, a backup quarterback? Or a good, uh, like a good starting on a bad team. Like it does. Here's the thing: it doesn't help. Like where you said, are the Giants that, going? To, is he? Is are you taking Tyler Heineke over him? Because Tyler Heineke, if you watch the four weeks since the bye week, he's looked like a much better quarterback than Daniel Jones looked all season. And, uh, and Tyler Heineke the, was bagging groceries, filling up your tomato soup a year and a half ago. And Ted, that's the thing: it's that this is an evaluation process now for the Giants. The final five week or six weeks left, and or four weeks. I don't even know how many games. Are left five weeks. Five, five weeks, weeks. and that's that's a process of you got a month left. You see how much you have left with this guy, but you also got to take consideration. This is a combination of everything. Just this giant franchise as a whole. Daniel Jones doesn't help because his play hasn't excelled, whereas everything else is just all jumbled. It's like Don't a big worry. gumbo. It's just jumbled in into a big mess, and same. that's the situation that the Giants are in right now, currently. We'll see what happens this Sunday against a red hot Dolphins team that. Is trying to make a, a late playoff push into the AFC. Speaking of the Dolphins and playoff pushes, well, the Dolphins are going to regret possibly have, not having one of these quarterbacks, especially the guy Justin Herbert in LA, where they had the opportunity to draft him, and a guy that looks like he co- he looks like he's going to be one of the bright stars quarterbacks, I should say, of this league. But there's two guys that we should also be talking in that draft class that will be connected forever. It's like the Big Ben, Eli, and Phillip Rivers. Well, in this situation, it's going to be Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow because right now Tua is still trying to figure out himself. He's playing well, Tua. He's been playing well. The Dolphins have been playing well. But he is still at a to-be-determined, whereas you got guys like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert who are on close – to make it a playoff push, the Cincinnati Bengals, boy, oh, boy, look out for those Bengals right now, led by Joe Burrow. And Justin Herbert, who had a pretty pedestrian game last week, did not perform well. He's been up and down this season. There's been moments of his greatness, but there's also been moments of him having head-scratching moments saying, I understand, Joe, sometimes where you come from, but then you look at these two guys. The future is bright for both of these franchises because of these guys leading them. But – if you had to take one quarterback out of these two, who were you starting with, and who would you rather have? Is it Burrow or is it Justin Herbert, Joe? How about this? Just for fun, and then we'll go into our explanations. On three, say who you would take, all three of us. All right. 
One, two, three. Burrow. Burrow. Joe Burrow. Did we all oh, Burrow? We all said we're yeah, all really on the Burrow trade. Yeah. Go um, ahead, Joe. Well, again, you know. That's crazy. That's crazy that we all said. Justin Herbert's played very well. He's put up some fantastic numbers. I've I've said a few times I, there's things he does I don't like. I I I question his decisions. I I haven't loved him in the games that have mattered the most in his his two years now in this league. Well, this is one. Uh, I feel like when it really matters, Justin Herbert doesn't seem to show up for those games. Uh, my concern with Joe Burrow before this year was Joe Burrow played well against the bad teams and struggled against the good teams. He's got a couple of wins over good teams this year. He's also got a couple of inexplicable losses to some bad teams, but I think that's just the NFL this year. What are you going to do? But yeah, to me, Joe Burrow, um, and I'm, I'm throw all the weapons out just pound for pound guy for guy, not talking about their situation or flipping them or whatever. I, I think Joe Burrow's got the makeup and I think he's got the pedigree um, and and the early success that tells me that this guy's like in the future, he's going to be one of those guys we're still talking about. I don't I'm still not a thousand percent sure about Justin Herbert's long term prospects and that he doesn't eventually Rex Grossman out. Can I? So here's here's you know, I, I know you play. hate that. I know you hate that. But think about but listen, Rex Grossman wasn't a bad quarterback until he became a bad quarterback. Yeah, listen, he yes, he was. I was a Florida He Gator was not a bad Washington. quarterback no. until he became no, a bad no, quarterback. No. Justin Herbert, no. Justin Herbert no. could Justin very Herbert well go down the smack, path. Smack listen, I'm a Florida Gator fan since 1995 when Danny Warfare was a quarterback and they got crushed against Tommy Frazier and went and Lawrence Phillips in the Fiesta Bowl, and the next year they beat the Seminoles 52-14. to 14. I watched Rex Grossman split things with Jesse uh, Palmer, okay? And then he became the quarterback, and he was really good in the Steve Spurrier offense, spreading the ball around. Then he went to Washington, and he never lived up to the hype, all right? <clears throat> Justin Herbert's a much better quarterback than Rex Grossman ever thought he would be. He's got better skills. He's bigger. He's faster to arm. It's not even close. Here's the th- reason. This is well, my hold best. Hold on, too. Listen, fo- football's a different sport. You could almost argue in the in the in the twelve years since that all oh, went down. Absolutely, but still, here's here's a better comparison. Here's I'm just saying, thing. listen, pound for pound, dude. I Joe, I when Rex when you Rex have Rex. expectations of a of, Joe, of Justin a guy, Herbert has the best skills in football since Andrew Luck to come into the NFL draft. Skill wise, where's Ant- oh. But how to but how to work out with Andrew no, Luck no, and no, where listen, is he now? I know, listen, same thing like John Elway, but John Elway took twenty five years to win a Super Bowl. I get it. This is the best comparison I could think of, and it just popped in my head, and I think you would agree. I think you both agree with this. Justin Herbert is Peyton Manning. Skills, size, arm strength, everything you want in a quarterback. You know who Joe Burrow is? He's Tom Brady. That's the guy you would rather have at the end of the game behind the center with two minutes. Even though as good as Peyton Manning is, and he has all the skills and all the numbers, and Herbert's numbers, go work at him, I have him right in front of me, are better than Joe Burrow's. The numbers are better. He's got more passing yards, more more passing touchdowns, less interceptions. You want Joe Burrow. He's that guy that has a cigar in the mouth, the moxie. You go, let's go, like this. This is what Joe Burrow is. Bring it. The biggest games in college football the final season, he wrecked everyone. It wasn't even close. His numbers in college football 
and he probably had the greatest offense of all time because of Joe Burrow. All right, Justin Herbert in the biggest games until the offense, they finally let him run around in the Rose Bowl. He lost the big games. And Herbert's numbers were incredible. And Peyton Manning's numbers are incredible. But guess who got the more Super Bowls? Tom Brady. If you had to put Tom Brady and Peyton Manning before all the nonsense now, you would have took – the younger years, the early 2000s when they were competing, everyone was always, I'll take Peyton Manning over Tom Brady. I'll take Peyton Manning over Tom Brady. Peyton Manning has better numbers. He's bigger. He's just he, – the arm is stronger. He just – he's just – he's what you would develop – when you mold like the movie Weird Science, if you were trying to make the perfect quarterback – you would draw up Peyton Manning, or you would draw up Justin Herbert, or you would draw up John Elway. You wouldn't draw up Tom Brady. He would not be the mold. But you know who would win the most games? You know who would get the hottest girl? You know who would win? It's Tom Brady. It's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's the guy you want. He's the guy that you want in the in. I'm trying to think of the World War II. He's the one in the pits where the gunfire is coming over your head. That's the guy. As good as Justin Herbert is, and I think he can be incredible and eventually a Hall of Famer, and his numbers might be better than Joe Burrow's at the he's end of He's storming the shores of Normandy, baby. I'll give Joe you one Burrow, Joe Burrow's got that moxie that you go. Here's the, here's the thing. I, I think want. I want him because in crunch time, he's Kobe Bryant. Herbert is LeBron James. There you go. He's the guy with 6'8". He's the big skill, but guess who takes the big shot? Kobe Bryant. He's Here, Joe Burrow. He's the one that says fourth and six uh, from my own from your twenty yard line. I'm going to score. Herbert, you're questioning if he'll make the right decision. It's, Herbert, it's you funny, don't. and I hate to say this because I'm a big fan of of this guy. Um, this is what the Browns were hoping for Baker Mayfield, that cocky guy. And I like Baker. I, I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. I have been, but the way he's been playing. And the way Joe Burrow's been playing for Cincinnati, especially this year, is what the Browns were expecting and hoping for Baker Mayfield. That cocky guy that got that chip on your shoulder. He says, let's take on the world. Well, Joe Burrow's doing that right now. And he's he's had moments this year, like a game against like the Bears early on. Joe, like you said, had a, an inexplic- inexplicable a loss against a Bears team. That's not a good team and didn't look good. But he has games like he goes against the Baltimore Ravens. A game like the Green Bay Packers in which he should have won if it wasn't for Evan McPherson missing about five field goals in total in that entire it game. It seemed like should have. Yeah, they, they that was one of the crazy games of this NFL season. But he played well in that game. He played well in Baltimore. He just beat up on the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that the Pittsburgh Steelers have been dominating since I've been watching the NFL. So this guy's got the the mantra. He's got the swag. He's got the confidence. He's got it all in what a quarterback that you want, that you want to love, but you're also down the road going to hate. Justin Herbert, it seems like he's a silent assassin, whereas Burrow is going to just be like, I'm going to talk my talk, but I'm also going to walk the walk. And that's what Joe Burrow's doing this year. And I know people are like, Let's wait on Joe Burrow because we didn't know what to expect from him coming back from the ACL injury. He's delivering. This Bengals team is delivering. Justin Herbert, I think, Ted, I would agree with you, is going to be down the line like a Peyton Manning in the sense of talent-wise. He'll be making all the big stats. He'll win eventually an MVP. He's that good. But if I'm taking a guy because I'm that type of guy, I want a guy that's going to be confident, has that chip on his shoulder, and he's just going to take everything. And he's just gonna say, "Screw it, let's do this," and you're gonna ride and die with me. And that's Joe Burrow. And I'm gonna, and I, I'm stunned. I'm actually stunned that all three of us picked Joe Burrow out of over Justin Herbert. It Listen, is, I don't it's think it's surprising. 
I don't think you're I love Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. So do I. But here's my thing. This is where I've grown as a kid. When I was a kid, even though I was a Yankee fan, I was a huge A-Rod fan. Loved A-Rod. I always wished – when I was younger, Joe, I was like, why can't the Yankees trade Jeter for A-Rod? Remember the earlier when they were in the magazines together? I'm like, A-Rod's so much better than Jeter. He's just better. He was a better player than Derek Jeter. But guess what, Joe? Where would you want – who do you want playing shortstop for you in game seven on the road? Who do you want having the clutch hit? Who do you want having the bases loaded, three, two count, two outs – who do you want off? Do you want I, And I'm not saying Herbert's not good enough to do that. I hear I think they're similar, but here's the thing. If I had to pick, you got to pick one. I think Burrow is the one that's going to make his shot. That's I think Burrow makes his shot. And it's something, Joe, I think you've always questioned with Herbert is can he win that big game? Is he good enough? Because his skill set is bet is as good as anyone in the league. Him and Josh Allen probably have to have the probably the best skill set quarterback. Everything you want. Size, strength, arm strength. Um um, a little accuracy, smarts. They're both very – Herbert's a genius. He's graduated he's three years from – He's a 4.2 GPA. So, I thought you could only go up to 4.0. It doesn't make credit. sense. Extra credit. Yeah, extra credit, of course. But that's where like, I have That's where I have learned and developed where, like, you know what? It's not always the best and most talented guy. It's the guy that can Joe, win you the game. At what is Joe laughing at now? <laughs> I can't – I. I would have to explain a whole bunch of stuff. No, it's okay. not, so it's do we ex- worth it. before we get into our final part, do we expect the Chargers to win this game or are we all in on Burrow and the Bengals right now? I'm all in on Burrow and the Bengals again. I think when it comes to win and I've been saying I mean he's twelve and fourteen now in his career. I keep saying it. I mean, Justin Herbert, for all the big numbers he puts up, and we blame the coach last year, we blame the injuries and the defense. You've got to start winning games consistently. If we're going to compare him to Peyton Manning, you got to win football games. No, I he's no, still, he's, uh, uh, listen, he's still young. By next year, though, this guy's got to start like yes, double yes. digit winning, or yes, yes. I'm going to really point. start questioning things. My thought is look, if, if your quarterback puts up 300 yards and, and three touchdowns every week, you figure, what do you like, 10 and 2? But here's you know, the, here's six the hold on, five. What? The only thing is, Trevor, I don't know if you were going to say this. When you have the worst rush defense in football, that's a problem when you're giving up over 147 yards rushing a game. And that's what the Chargers defense is, which means teams can control the clock, put pressure on the offense to score all the time. Well, now, he also listen. scores. He scores fast. Yes. And and that's, you know, again, listen, that's one of those things where, you know, when you're the quarterback on a team, that's giving up 147 yards on the ground. You so, want to take a little bit more time. You want to you want to help your defense out by maybe not scoring as quickly. So this is why I want this more game. sustained drives. So this is why I want this game to be 51-49. Herbert five touchdowns because he's my quarterback, but Joe Mixon <laughs> running the ball for 150 yeah, yeah, yards because the Chargers do have the worst rush defense. So Joe feed Joe Mixon the ball, score a bunch like of touchdowns, Joe, and the Bengals win. I'm going to finish like off it. with this Joe's point with wins it's nice to win against teams that are at the bottom of the food chain it's always great at least you're winning that's good but these are the games that matter going into a hostile environment a team that's playing red hot the Bengals, who are starting to feel their oats they're starting to feel good about themselves they're getting confident they're gaining confidence i should say this is a game a must win for a justin herbert because in the end you need to win these type of games we don't care about the games when you're playing against the jacksonville jaguars or the detroit lions 
everybody's beating up on those teams. They're bad teams. I'm sorry. But you have to win against game teams like this. The Denver Broncos, you got to win. You got to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. This is an opportunity for Justin Herbert and the Chargers team to maybe get a much-needed victory. It's been long overdue for this team. They had some early on in the season. They need it now, and this is a big one. I can't wait for this game. We'll see what happens. Also, what I can't wait for, and it's been crazy. We've been talking about the NFL for all this season and how chaotic it's been and the up and downs each and every week. Well, we haven't really talked about college football, but college football has been just as hectic and the bedlam, like last week, has been going on in college football. That's what makes college football and the NFL, especially this year. I, I, we love football, guys, and everybody loves football, it feels like. But this year just feels different. Maybe it's because we got fans back. We've had a year off where we didn't have all of that. The excitement's back. And just every week, we don't know what to expect. The upsets. Well, is that what's going to happen this weekend with conference championship games? Or... Are we going to have, hopefully, a nice, smooth transition into Sunday's final college football playoff rankings where we will finally get the top four or final four for a chance at a national championship? Are we going to get Bama to win? Are we going to have Houston? Yeah, are we, we going to see Iowa win? Are we going to see all of this happen this weekend? Or are we going to have a nice, smooth transition, as I've been saying? In the when do we ever have a smooth transition? In college football? It seems like recently, this year especially, it's been – I mean, last well, year, we've seen past years and why we've gotten so annoyed. Joe, he didn't get it. Joe, he didn't, didn't get it. We never have a smooth transition. Me interrupting I'm, you, a smooth transition. I'm still going. We never have a smooth transition. Always messing up. See, we got That's pandemonium. fantastic. We have so pandemonium on Keys to the City right in front of you guys. So here's my, my thing is – Here's my is thing. The, Where are you really going to Hold on. Hold on. I want to talk about this. Wait. I thought you were that? asking us the question. I'm not done yet. I'm not well, done yet. Well, finish up. I'm going to. If you it's just a long-winded question. <laughs> it's a long-winded question. <laughs> it's like a oh, no, I'm, I'm building it up. I'm building it up. I, yeah, I got we'll get to it. Well, what I was trying to say, we talked about the parody in the NFL. Well, this year in college football, I know there's been a lot of ups and downs, but it feels like we could finally have that sense of parody because we're not going to – there's a strong possibility. Well, we got three, 75% of it's going to happen. There's a possibility that we won't have no Alabama. We're not having no Clemson. We're not having Oklahoma. We're not having Ohio State. That's why I say, are we going to see the pandemonium in the sense of, are we going to see the upsets? Are we going to see Alabama again? Or are we going to have something totally fresh and new? A, a Georgia, a Cincinnati, a Michigan, hell, even Oklahoma State Cowboys. Are we going to see that, guys? Well, I think, I listen, I think Alabama will beat Georgia. No. I think, no, I think no. Alabama will beat Georgia, and I think it'll be a close game. And it'll be a game that'll really make Gary Barta and his crew really have to think about this order. And it it will still, in my opinion, it will still set the stage for Notre Dame to sneak in front of Cincinnati. He Cincinnati's not getting in. They'd have to lose. Yeah. No. Cincinnati would have yes, to lose. Joe, that's no, the they don't. Ready? They're playing, they're playing Houston in the conference championship. Yep. Uh they they've had some struggles. They they say they win a, a close game against a good Houston team, and they finish undefeated. They're undefeated, and they beat right? Notre Dame, and they already beat Notre Dame. Great, Notre Dame scores six hundred points against Stanford. Now, who's Notre Dame played, Joe? 
They're not playing anybody. They're not playing no. Are one. they done? Yeah, oh, even better. Even better. So they sit idle. They no. sit idle. Joe, you're out of your mind. Cincinnati looks bad at Hugh, uh, in the game against as Houston. As long as they win, it doesn't matter because they it already does beat. Matter. No, it, it does matter. It does matter. And you know how Gary Bart is going to explain this to you when you're going to be like, ah, oh, I should have saw it coming. It's Notre Dame. It doesn't Who matter. Who would you rather see then, in the playoff? Then what, then Who the would point? the casuals rather see in the Cincinnati. playoff? Cincinnati. Notre Dame. Cincinnati. Everyone because loves Notre Dame. No, They've been playing football since 1535 at Notre Dame. Because the three times that Notre Dame's been in the college football playoff, they've been blown out by 15 But this points. is their year. No, it's not. This Next is their year. year. It's always Notre, Notre Dame's year. No, here's the thing. You can't For put it all up. that is holy, I promise you. Hold on. Divine intervention here. Since he wins a close one, Bama beats Georgia. They keep Bama and Georgia. They just flop a one-three. Michigan no. stays two. No. Maybe a Michigan won it. Maybe you go Bama Georgia two three, and then it's it's it, no. it's this is literally no. set up. No, this for Gary Barton to look you in the eyes and be like, listen. Push comes to shove, you know, Joe. we just thought Notre Dame had more appeal because even though they lost to Cincinnati at home, we just feel like if they got another chance, it would be all different. Joe, so here's the thing. You know why you're foolish? Because if Tell Oklahoma me, State because I know this is going to happen to me. No, it's not going to happen because, first of all, they already did the percentage. Oklahoma State's wins are going to drop Notre Dame. They'll have three 50, top 15 wins and Notre Dame won't have. Okay. Oh, so Oklahoma State's going to jump Cincy. No, it wouldn't. So here's what you would have. You would have Michigan, if they win, would be the one seed. All right? Cincinnati would move to the – would be the two. Georgia would be the four. Alabama would be the three. Alabama Michigan and Cincinnati Alabama would both lose, and you'd have a rematch of the SEC championship and the national championship, what everyone wants doesn't want to say. It's not going to happen. Georgia's going to beat Alabama in a close game. Michigan's going to take care of business. Cincinnati's going to win. Oklahoma State's going to win. Alabama's going to be out. Oklahoma State's going to be the four seed playing Georgia. Cincinnati's going to play. And then you're going to have what everyone wants to see, Michigan and John Harbaugh and his best team versus Georgia. No. Yes. Cincinnati, baby. Let's go Bearcats. First of all, the only – listen. Tell me, Tim. Tell me. I've looked at the games. I've watched the games. I know the games. Okay. Cincinnati's not losing to Houston. But that would be one game that I would be a little scared about. You know what I mean? Because Houston has been a win streak, but Cincinnati's been dominant. They've beaten everyone on their schedule. They dominated Notre Dame, even on a neutral field. It wasn't a home game. It was on a neutral field. What, in Wrigley Stadium? Where was the game? It was on a baseball. It was in Chicago. A soldier. Uh, no, you're game. right. Yeah. But no. so it, right. In other words, if it was in Notre stadium. Dame, that would have been all different. Cincinnati played Notre Dame on a neutral site. No, they didn't. They played it was on a grass field at Soldier Field. They played it on Notre Dame. Look it up. Are you serious? Yes. Really, no, yes. they Wisconsin. No, they oh, didn't play Wisconsin in a neutral. Don't tell me that. You guys, you guys both, and Joe's agreeing with him too. And that's what makes you worse, Joe. You're like the culprit. You just it made it worse. To You're me, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't, listen, bottom line is it is it doesn't matter because they're going to make excuses because they always <laughs> do make excuses for the big programs. They will, dude. Last year, uh, Trevor, you and I had a had a had a nasty. No, text we talked on last the phone year. too later on about a why. Yeah, the whole we, had the, we had to patch everything up because you were you were <laughs> yeah. hurt and angry by what I had said. I was offended. 
basically Ohio State hasn't played a football game a month into the season. They show up, and they're what? Where they show up? It's number seven. Yeah, something like that. Seven or something in the top ten, and everybody was like, "Yo, what?" And Gary Barta literally said, "It's like it's Ohio State. Like everybody knows they look. They do. They just showed up and they they just go right to the front of the line." And he talked about the brand that is Ohio State, and he talked about their preference for the big brands. He said Ohio State. He talked about Alabama, USC. He talked about those schools and the fact that those brands mean something more when push comes to shove. Joe, to if undefeated, they, if both teams were undefeated, Notre Dame every day, all day, right? Joe, you wouldn't even think they, about it. Joe, if they put Notre Dame, you wouldn't over even Cincinnati, think about it. Then people they'll explain it. it and you'll buy it and watch. This is what'll happen. Alabama, if Alabama loses, Georgia will be one, Michigan will be two, Cincinnati will be three, Oklahoma State will be four. Yeah. Notre Dame will be yeah, Alabama. Be, Alabama. No. Notre Dame will drop to six. I guarantee you, unless Alabama gets blown out, Alabama will be in front of Notre Dame. Mark my words. Look at the clock. At one Joe made a good point. Joe, as that point when we were talking before even the show, what if Alabama? How about this? And Joe made it. I was thinking. What I if Alabama blows Georgia's doors off, no, like Georgia, forty to ten? Georgia, doesn't matter. Georgia's don't, guaranteed. Don't, don't say that. Somebody told me last week that the Patriots weren't going to light up the the Titans, and I insisted that they would, and of course they did. Anything is possible in yeah, football. Yeah, but Georgia's Georgia's guaranteed a spot in the playoff. No, that's what he's at. I, I understand that. Yeah. Oh, I understand that. So then, but if Bama blows Georgia's doors off, I got Bama, probably Bama to one, or Michigan to one, Bama to two, which puts you Georgia three. Oof. You're going to leave the Big 12 out? Yeah. You're going to leave yeah. Notre Dame out? Yes. This is, hold on, listen. Joe, what's the point of is, having an undefeated team? Because, what listen, you you're... Trying- Ask UCF, uh, UFC, the, uh, ask uh, uh, UFC, UCF. You, whoever the hell they are. Ask that team. They're 13-0. Ask them what the playoffs were like. That They have no idea. They watched Joe, it on TV like we did. So <laughs> I'm telling you, it, 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 here's the thing. The only way Cincinnati doesn't get in if they don't win. So they, they'd have to. No, there's no the only way is now you're starting to see it. No, no, here's the yeah. only other way. Okay. No, and it wouldn't this be. Is a, that's ex- what, no, well, hold on. What you're about to say, what you're about to say, hold on. What you're about to say, Gary Bart has already talked to the committee. They're already contingency yeah. plan for what you've got. So say it. Cause that's what if they're Oklahoma thinking. Oklahoma state blows out Baylor. They would have three top 15 wins in the past month and a half. Boom. In. And it would be, they, that would be in Baylor. They would have been in Oklahoma. And who's the other one that was a top 15 win Plus in their the conference? Big 12. Doesn't matter. Mm. They would jump probably Cincinnati. If right, Cincinnati look. wins, hold on. If Cincinnati wins like a 24, 21, Oklahoma state's buries Baylor. Georgia, Georgia wins. Alabama loses. So you would have out. You would have Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma State, and Cincinnati would be the Hold four. On. Let me let me ask you this. Let's finish off with this. All right. If everything plays out the way we want it, the whole and none play. of it's going to happen, and, and all the top four teams are going to win. Hold on, and, and that'll be the championship. On. 
Hold on, and there's nothing wrong. There's no there's no chaos. There's nothing. Everything plays out. The favorites win. Who is your top four? Oklahoma State goes to four. Cincinnati goes to three. Four. Michigan two, and Georgia one. Very Joe simple. Does not, Joe is convinced Georgia, that. Listen, Oklahoma State's going to have a Big Twelve championship. This is the problem with Notre Dame not being part of a conference and not having a conference championship. Because what you're telling me is a conference championship means absolutely garbage. And you, we should just have bye weeks all season because as long as the other team plays and I don't, I get to advance. That's not how it works. You said it last week. Notre Dame should have called the team and said, who wants to play this week? We got to sneak a game in. You should have so called BYU, a top 12 team. Should have called BYU. Be part of the ACC, get in the ACC championship game, go be either Pitt or Wake, and if you buried one of those teams, you'd have a respectable chance of getting in the top four. Either way, you're not good enough. You had your opportunity to win your games. You lost to Cincinnati at home. Your teams that you played suck. The ACC is garbage this year, which doesn't help you. So you had no bonus points for being USC stunk, Stanford stunk, Navy was garbage. You beat up a Georgia Tech 66. Georgia Tech hasn't been relevant since 1953. Georgia Tech just got shut out 100-0 in their past two games. So, But see, where Gary you- Barta will tell you that Notre Dame is really trying. <laughs> <laughs> they they ske- they they schedule these teams thinking they would be good. It's not their. You know fault. what's scary? You know what's scary, Ted, is that I everything I'm feel, saying sounds well, right. I feel like because <laughs> because we've seen it before. First, yeah, I'm not getting I'm not getting fooled and upset again. I love like, Cincinnati. I, I get nervous. I think it, Cincinnati should be the number three team in the country yes. without a doubt because their defense is great and they haven't lost. Yeah. They got a great running attack. They're and you want to team. see it for college football because if not, then there's no point in having a college football season and just say, hey, listen, we like Ohio State, Notre Dame, Alabama, and Georgia, and or Oklahoma, and we don't care about anyone else. Because what's the point of having a conference championship or any of these teams going undefeated if they have no chance of making the, the Final Four? Right. We'll, what, well, listen, we'll un- until Wichita State and Gonzaga started beating the big boys on a regular basis – they weren't going to let them into the party. I mean, they had to like force their way in and they started beating the crap out of those teams. Every time they played them, they, they turned themselves. I mean, college football, unfortunately doesn't really allow for it because again, the way they build out these schedules, dude, Cincinnati won't be good by the time they can get a game with Ohio state. Like they, yeah, they'll schedule something now for six years from now. And, and and Cincinnati will be in the toilet again because they're a crappy little small sunbelt, no, nobody gives a crap right. kind of school. Yeah, nobody cares. So at least you could have said the Big East. Hey, Joe, by the way, you see who uh, Texas San Antonio lost to last week? Yeah, my boys, the Screaming Eagles in North Texas. I was going <laughs> to throw money on that game. I got to tell you, the, the payout was enormous. Two that or three was, bucks, dude. That, that was Joe's NCAA football team. Remember, Trevor, when we used to talk Joe's, about that? Mean Green. Because you and me used to start with Joe. He goes, "What kind of team guy are you?" I start with the awful teams. And I work my way up. I turned North Texas into a powerhouse because you're for the dogs. Always. We'll see what happens. I can't wait for this football weekend. Conference championship games tomorrow. I think the Pac-12 game is tonight. Yes, it's it is. Oregon and Utah a rematch that just happened two weeks ago. We'll see what happens. Does Oregon get revenge on the Utes? Or does Utah dominate once again? I cannot wait for tomorrow. Hopefully, this all gets settled. We will see what happens third or Sunday. I should talk about for the NFL 
in the college football. We'll be back next week to discuss top 10 power rankings. And plus, we'll talk more college football, see if the committee got it right. Or is crazy Joseph Aguirre maybe spot on with Gary Barta and his decision making? We'll talk about all that next week. We are Keys of the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys of the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. And you can follow Clovercrest Media at clovercrestmedia.com. I Keys hope to the I'm city. wrong. <laughs> Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcast and cruise control city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.